0: Hello and welcome to the Rigori podcast. We're the Serie A show that backs the little guys. So we say Mon the Monza, we go crazy for Udinese, and we give you all the banter on Atalanta. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, basking in a rare Fiorentina win, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Marco, the chairman of the Tanner Tessman fan club. Marco. (laughs) Marco, how, uh, how, how how
1: long does it take you to write these uh, intros? Oh,
0: uh, just they just come to me. I just I just feel <laughs> feel inspired every every week when I do them. I just think of them. How are you getting on this week, Marco? Uh, yeah, all
1: right. Um, not as a result of my own team, but there's been some good matches. Yeah,
0: yeah, some some good action. And, and first and foremost, as as a regular listener will know, we we record on a Sunday night after the after what's usually the big game in Serie, a, and it certainly was this week, Milan against Napoli. Napoli coming away with with the win. I, I think I, I mean, not a classic first half, would it be fair to say? But the game kind of burst into life in the in the second half as soon as there was a as soon as there was a goal and. It, Wee bit of controversy about that first goal, Marco. Well,
1: honestly, not not for me, Bob. As they say, Um, it it was to me when you saw the replay. It looked like a penalty, and I was a bit. I I couldn't quite understand why BT Sport commentator said, "Well, what he's done there is he's kicked his foot into the ball. Is that enough to give a penalty?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that is enough to give a penalty." <laughs> um, so yeah I mean I, I obviously at full speed maybe it it didn't look like a penalty but he has kicked his foot first so uh, I uh, don't really see much yeah, controversy. Yeah and a,
0: and a managerial masterstroke by Stefano Pioli to, t- yeah, exactly. to take off Calabria and bring on the man that kicked him as well so that that yeah. looked a bit that looked a bit foolish I mean it, it did feel a wee bit to me like Milan had kind of set up to make it a physical battle and, and kind of cancel out obviously Quaradona, the informed man of Serie A but also Lubotka, zelensky they, they seem to be sort of systematic and certainly their substitutions hinted at that because they took off anyone that picked up a yellow card they took them off to bring on fresh yeah. fresh men to, to but ultimately it didn't work I mean Mario Rui Channeling his inner Rui Costa, putting a lovely cross, and, and a former Fiorentina man that many Viola fans were glad to see the back of, Giovanni Simeone popped up with the popped up the winner. So I mean, it, it was a wee bit. It was a game shorn of its stars because we didn't have Ozzy men, we didn't have Leal, and that was that was a shame. But actually, I thought for certainly for the second forty five minutes, it was a it was another good advert for Italian football.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the second half was cracking. The first half, I did think we would maybe be sitting here saying that was that was uh, against the, the, the usual exciting Sunday night game, but it certainly lived up to it in the second half. And actually, after um, Giroud equalised, it looked like Milan, they were probably the more likely looking team to go and, go and get a goal. But, um, you know, Napoli have... have Surprised everyone, I think, including their own fans, in terms of how easily they've transitioned from selling off their big stars. Um, and yeah, great
0: to watch at the moment. Yeah, no, it, it was good, it was good fun, as I say. I mean, I'm trying to crowbar in. Some sort of gag about De Kettler being off the boil, but he, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't very good in that. He wasn't very good in that game. But Giroud again, our man Giroud. That you know, the, the much maligned <laughs> Giroud. He still popped up with it. He does get goals in, in, in big games and whatever that says about Serie A. You know, it did it did look maybe more like Milan would would go on and win it. To be honest, at, at that point, you know, they had that determination. They've obviously got a big long run. But I mean, in the end we take the side of the smaller side so you know Napoli's not won it for a long time i think it's great that it's just it's just so wide open Serie a. and and this weekend and in, in particular was was one for the the little guys really i mean i had a look and i think i think six teams in the bottom half of the league sadly fiorentina being one of them but six <laughs> six teams in the bottom half of the league had a win, as won, one. won. I think that was their first win of the season. Sasuolo, Empoli got a win. Um, Fiorentina, as I say, but above all, probably Monza was the one to yeah. to to make the to make the headlines. I, I mean, you know, things were going from bad to worse for Juventus as well. I mean, is this as, as we record, Max Allegri still in a job? But you know, should he still be in a job, Marco? I don't think so, really, but he,
1: they owe him £25 million, so so um, I suppose it's it's an expensive decision to make, although to me, that is a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but it, it's the price of a bad player that you bought, and you just have to kind of suck it up and, and reinvest, and I think if they don't do it soon, then they could be in real trouble. Now, I to be fair to you, they they bought some of these player. you know, they bought Pogba, he's injured, Keza has taken longer than they thought to come back, things like that. So, you know, that hasn't helped, but with the squad they've got, they should certainly be beating Monza. Um, and they should be playing better football. For that, that's they have done that's
0: the thing, I think, it's not even the results. I think, I mean, in the end, Juventus, Juventini are all about results, that's all that matters. But, you know, if for us fans of smaller teams, if you were seeing lovely football or you were seeing progress on the pitch, you would say, well, okay, you know, I can see what's happening here. They brought in, you know, they brought in Kostic, mm-hmm. he's missed our assists, they're going to be getting lots of crosses into to Vlaovic. You know, it'll take time for them to build up an understanding. And that that's all true, but it's just its just so terrible to watch. I mean, Monza ended up with four shots on target to two for Juve. They were eight off target, three on target for you. 60% percent and, okay, Di Maria got sent off for, you know, stupid swing of the arm. It was it was one of these ones. Uh, I, I love these great ones in Italy where the man holds his face when he's hitting yeah, the chest. But, exactly. you know, but, but nonetheless... But it was a stupid reaction. Yeah, exactly. It was a stupid thing to do. I think you know, I mean, he's got enough experience of, of football at every level in every country to know that if you do that you're certainly putting yourself at risk of a raid card. You know, it might not mm-hmm. always be given, but you're certainly putting yourself in danger of that. And I, mean, I think, you know, he's been apologetic. I think, you know, there's been criticism of that. But just this, even at that, though, this is a team, that's their first ever win in Serie- <laughs> yeah. and I mean And I want to give... Credit to Monza as well, you know, because I think you know that's our that's our thing. So you know, I mean, whilst Juve's crisis is one thing, you know, hats off to Monza for getting the win. But you know, Juve, a team that's been assembled with that kind of money, even with Ten Main, I think should be should be able to hold on for a draw with Monza at the very yeah. least. Yeah, definitely. I mean that that's, that's something. Uh, moving on to another one of these struggling teams that actually got a win at the weekend, Fiorentina. Um, I mean, an abysmal eight games it was since they since they last won a game. But they actually they actually managed to, to win one. It was um, it was actually a few changes that were made, thankfully by Vincenzo Italiano that actually I think helped to I mean it was a classic Fiorentina performance in that they were one nil up and had something like ten shots on goal and were still only one nil up and you know it was yeah. it was all set up for Verona to get the equaliser late in the game. But this time, Nico Gonzalez back from injury, it came on as a sub and got the goal to actually make it safe. But the, the other part for Fiorentina that, that was good, I think, was getting Sotil back into the team, gave them a bit of unpredictability. And I don't know, worryingly or or, or welcomely, I'm not sure, but he put Christian Kwame up front and took out the, I mean, two misfiring strikers at the moment for Fiorentina, Luka Jovic and Artur Cabral, and Kwame looked like he might be the answer in the, in the short term for Fiorentina. I don't know how much you you saw that game, Marco, yeah. but it was it, you know it was a it was a desperately needed win for Fiorentina after bad results in Europe and bad results domestically. It, it sees them sort of limp into the to the top half of the table, and it might just be that they found a way to be a wee bit more. Unpredictable and a little less pedantic In their play
1: Yeah, no, I well I've I, I watched the highlights of it And certainly it looked like Yeah, like you say, Fiorentina had a lot of chances Where they could have put the game to bed And never quite did until, until later on But um, Kwame looked interesting It looks like one of these players um, I don't know if he's always like this But he looks like one of these players that doesn't quite ever know What he's doing with the ball, which is always a benefit <laughs> You know it, When you try to defend it, you don't know what's happening especially if the other guy doesn't so Uh, uh, you know it it can work out well and I think it did today
0: yeah absolutely no he he is a player I mean funnily in his first spell at Fiorentina he was the classic I think the Bambi on ice is the is the sort of football cliche and that was him 100% and the trouble was that it didn't result in anything you know he didn't look like he knew what he was doing and it never produced anything yeah now he still doesn't look like he knows what he's doing but it, it, he's actually producing, there's there's end product to it. He does beat a man, he does get away a shot on target. And that's the thing that, as I see, you know, Fiorentina had been struggling with, with the two. I, I don't know if it's good. I remember years ago there was the Rivera Mazzola problem for Italy, and they gave one 45 minutes and the other 45 minutes. And Fiorentina's going through that a bit with Cabral and Jovic just now. They, they can't decide, and they really need to pick one. Or the other, but actually it might be that they pick neither and they end up yeah. with Kuame through the middle because they've tried them out right. But as they get these wide men back fit, it could be a case that that Kuame might actually be be the answer through the middle with you know Sotil and Nico Gonzalez. Certainly, I think they've sorely missed him. Just a a, a dash of invention, and so as I say, a, a welcome tonic. For for me personally, and for all Fiorentina fans ahead of the international break, because otherwise that league table was looking was looking pretty grim. But I mean, one side for whom the the league table is not looking grim at all is Udinese. I mean, they go from strength to strength, Mark. I mean, we we praised them last week, but what can we say about them this week? They 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 absolutely tanked Inter.
1: Oh, they did, and um, um, again. I only saw the highlights of it again but it looked like they, to me that they, they deserved it. Um, they had more chances than just the ones they scored the goal from uh, and I don't know, looks suddenly looks like, like uh, Maradona in some ways. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he seems to be uh, controlling it and there, all, you know, all these other players uh, just seem to be working really well for them. They're obviously on form, they've fo- formed a good unit and in a way, is it, is it a bad tight? It's probably bad for them that there is this break because um, they'll lose a bit of momentum and other teams will have a chance to sort of try and catch up and work them out a bit. But it's been great. like As you said earlier, it's been great seeing how open Serie A is this season. And it's always great seeing new teams up there. Uh, even if it is just at the
0: early stages of the season, yeah, no, because I, mean, I, I, I I saw some of the game and I thought, you know, when Inter went ahead, I thought that's it, you know, this is the the bubbles burst for Udinese. I mean, it was a lovely free kick, but it was good, yeah. and especially I think it should count double against Udinese because they're all about six foot six. So to get <laughs> it to get it over that wall and to dip it down was a was a was a beauty, and that should have been, you know, you are thinking Inter. We've we've talked them up before as, you know, probably the strongest squad in Serie A and you know, you think that would be it on Easy Street. And also my personal prejudice on Udinese was that they were kind of a counter-attacking team that they would sit and defend and, you know, hit you on the break. But they actually, although there was something fortuitous about their equaliser, because that was a free kick from yeah, Pereira, yeah. I think, that was turned into his own goal. But, you know, nonetheless, once they were back in it, you're right, Delufeu, I mean, I, I, I called them, you know, 10 giants in Delufeu And that, but... But it's good. It's a good. It's a winning formula. Mm. When he's in this kind of form, sets up a couple of the goals. I think you know they they, they absolutely look look cracking. And as you say, they, they'll be annoyed that the momentum is with them now. But they've got to take they've got to take the international break, and and who knows yeah. when we come back? But they did that, and then you know the the other. Smallish team that that's right up there is Atalanta as well. Who you know kind of weathered the storm a bit against Roma and and got their win. But I thought I thought in the end I don't know how much you saw of that game, Marco. But I, I thought in the end Atalanta were probably worth it when we had the usual Mourinho histrionics. I we had the 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 usual well the usual Zaniolo going over. Twenty times, and he, I mean, he's his own worst enemy, really, because you know you don't know if it's a free kick or if it's not with him because he he falls down, he falls down so often. And Atalanta, in fairness to them, I think we've said before, oh, is at the end of an era, but actually, you know, some of these new faces that have come in have settled now seem to have settled in. They've got you know a very tried and tested template. A manager who knows what he wants, and you know that was a big result for them to to beat Roma. Always a always a big win, and and right up there as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think so because Roma had sort of been picked as a dark horse with Di going there and stuff. And obviously Di Bella was injured today, which does make a big difference to them in terms of their um, creativity and stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it was a good performance by Atalanta, and I just think with Mourinho, you know. I quite like Mourinho as a character. He's, you know, he's good. I think he is good for Serie A. He's
0: good box office. He's good yeah. box office.
1: Um, but he, you know, the trouble is that he can't ever quite set his teams up to, to absolutely go out and, and dominate and, and whoop someone. And they, they they didn't really look to me like they knew how to react to, to going behind. So, um, yeah, I thought Atalanta deserved it. And, Again, great to see them up at the top of the table. It is, it's, you know, Long may this continue that, that into the season that, that these teams are up there because it really makes
0: it much more exciting. Yeah, definitely, it does. But, I mean, enough of all this cheery, positive stuff about Serie A being a great spectacle and, and the likes. We've got to get on to what people really want to hear about and, and Serie B and, in particular, Venezia taking on... Bottom of the table, desperately struggling. Pizza. How how did how did that one pan out, Marco? Desperately
1: struggling. Pisa who had one point from their first five games, which I think was against Como, who were second bottom or something. But um, yeah, uh, we were at home. Pressure on both managers, and we st- we started well, then let them back into the game, and then just near the stroke of half time, Novakovic pulled something out of nothing and scored an absolute beauty turned round and belted it across the goal into the top corner, completely unsavable, and you thought oh, this is it we might actually do it, but then two minutes later, some absolutely terrible defending from someone who was our best defender in the promotion season a couple of seasons ago, Cecharoni has really dropped off his form and he just let the man run past him and, and finish it, and and after that, we never we had some chances. I would say overall, the balance of play were we' the better team probably a bit, and we 've definitely improved in terms of our play, so maybe that means the players are starting to find the system he's starting to work out who the best players are. I will note that Tasman was banned for this match <laughs> and unavailable to bring on, which I think was vital. Buzio had his best game in a long time in the centre of that midfield taking responsibility and Cheryshev came on for the last 10 minutes and you know he 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 looked good he looked like he had a good cross and everything like that so yeah it's it's not a good result because Pisa got a man sent off towards the end and we still couldn't score a goal so we're down in the relegation thing we should be beating Pisa at home at the moment certainly but we can't but I suppose he's got a bit of a break and he can try you know He's going to get a bit more time from this from this management because he's their man. They've picked him and they're so stubborn about these things. Um, I'll come back on to that point uh, when we talk about the national team later on, possibly. Yeah, well,
0: I, now I was going to get to that because I was saying at least consolation for Venezia fans, surely, to see that the man that they set free... To go to one of the relegation rivals last season is included in Mancini's Italy squad. Pasquale Mazzocchi. I mean, a man who might conceivably have helped keep Venezia afloat, certainly could have helped them stay above Salernitana. Is is yeah. part of that? And you know, now we're seeing some of the background to that deal coming out. I mean, it must be. I, I guess mixed emotions for you, Marco. Because I mean, he was a guy that, that obviously was a stalwart of your team, helped you come up, and so you know, good feelings about that. But see, I mean, that that transfer just seems more and more idiotic with each passing week. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely fair to say. I mean, yeah, no, I'm delighted
1: personally for Matsuki. He he, he never gave less than a hundred percent for us, um, and. I always thought he had some weaknesses in this game, but, you know, he, he, he was 100% committed and he was great going forward and stuff. So um, I, I couldn't understand why we sold him to a direct rival in January. And there was this story leaked by the club that was that he wanted to go and everything like that. But Colalto's been in the press today saying that's that's just not what happened. He didn't want to go. Um, the president just... Uh, and he, he, he went further. He said that he, Poggi and is an 80 never would have sold him, but the president commanded that they did. So I don't know what is going on there. It's just another demonstration of the,
0: the wrong people uh, making decisions. It, that it, it sounded like a money thing from what I'd read of it, that maybe, you know, he said, I'm playing pretty great. Could I get some recognition that I'm playing great? And the club just said, nah, it's all right, we'll let you go. I mean, which is incredibly short-sighted and lacking in ambition. I mean, we don't know the figures, we don't know so many, maybe, but yeah. it didn't sound like his demands were too... Aust- reading between the lines from what I saw of that, it didn't seem such a, a ridiculous thing. And, you know... Jinx, pr- we could go and find someone in the Icelandic second <laughs> Well, <the lines>. exactly, <laughs> and, and indeed you will. <laughs> and, good, and good luck with that, and good luck with that. But, you know, if that... But what I'm trying to get at is if that money... Could have been the difference between yeah, Serie A survival exactly. yeah, yeah. and dropping into Serie B. It was surely worth spending, or or maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't know. Maybe it's better to spend it on marketing your strips. I don't know. Maybe. You know, we go, we'll get. We'll not go into that. Don't we'll get not. Me no, we'll not. That. We'll not fall down that one. But I thought it was. You know, I, I noticed his name in there, and I thought, oh, it's, it's it's actually for you know for the boys from the Veneto. It's quite a good Italy squad because I saw Meret. Providel, Zerbin, all these boys Zerbin. ending in consonants, I think you know there's the, the power of the of the lega nord or whatever is strong <laughs> is strong in this in this Italy squad. i mean were there are there any names that stick out for you marco as as exciting in the athlete squad or controversial or you know worrying what, uh, what was your take on obviously well, my, my, my worry my worry lies England and Hungary we're, we're, yeah. were games coming up against England and Hungary what,
1: my, my big worry is in defence because we don't have you know where where are the great defenders we've got Bonucci who is not the player he was uh, he'll still start Bastoni seems to be going through something at the moment Um, and there isn't really anyone that's emerging there. Uh, Yeah, uh, uh, great to see Matzocchi there, great to see these new names. Politano's been on great form. I was pleased to see him in the squad, but then he's, of course, limped off in the game tonight and probably pull out of the squad tomorrow. But um, uh, yeah, some of them, uh, you know, I I like that Mancini is willing to give these players a try. Zerbina, from what I've seen of him, I'm not sure. Particularly no, I, I'm not. It.
0: I'm not convinced. I mean, I, I think you know. He, he he seems a player that he's probably going to be one of these players. That will be good, and but he he his sort of reputation exceeds what you see on yeah. the pitch at the moment. I think you know. So uh, as I say, he probably will become something, but he he doesn't look the the finished article yet. Um, and uh, it's a worry. I mean, not well. I mean, to be honest, maybe more against Hungary, given what they did to England, than than, yeah, exactly. than, than, than against England themselves. That you know, it does it does look a relatively sort of untried and untasted um, twenty nine or whatever that he's named. It, it, good good to see Apart from Chiro. Yeah, obviously you're obviously your Chiro. I was going to say, but the goalkeepers as well. I mean, Alex Meret tonight again was yeah. an absolutely. Wraith taking yep. form, what he's saved and the two saves really I thought in that game, one from Messias and one in the first half where he palmed it over there. And then we've got Mister Miracles, the uh, uh, Billy Billy Vicario from Empoli. Yeah. that just uh, is another of, explanation Yeah, I I mean, there's there's a lot. Gone by that way. I mean, you're not, I think you sound like me because I'd look at ex Fiorentina, and whenever whenever I see Mo Salah playing, I think, oh, you know, they're, <laughs> they're they're going up against you know it was used to be Salah against Alonso or whatever, and you think, oh yeah, they they pass through briefly through <laughs> through Florence before they could get the, fir- mean, the first flight out of there. I,
1: I, I'm just looking at the squad again, and you know, we we have some. You know, players that were happy with some areas of the pitch that 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 are great. You know, our midfield. I still think we've got an abundance of talent there. Um, The 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 weaknesses in the centre of defence, in particular, and uh, up front is a bit unknown for me. Skamak, I hope, can turn into that. He started not bad at West Ham, and I'm always excited to see Nyonto again. But again, I don't know how much game time he'll actually get because uh, I don't think he's getting any game uh, time. I don't. I,
0: no, it doesn't. It doesn't look that way, which is which is vital for these players. You know, if you've got young players coming through, you want to see them get some time. They need time on the pitch to then make their mistakes and to learn and to yeah. and then to get up to speed. And so, you know, we we know now that Italy are in a. A, a rebuilding phase yet again. You know he's done it once, Mancini very well for us. So we we hope that he can. We hope that he can do it again. He's obviously got he's got time, un unwanted time, but time to 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 work on it. You know. So we'll we'll see we'll see what's what with that. But I mean, but you're right that that defence. You know, you look at the you look at the names there, and you think, mm, what what is there? You know, we're now turning to Toloy, Luis Felipe. You know, yeah. we're we're turning to. Um players, I mean no, this is not anything that they're from other countries, you know, so i mean and, and everyone else is quite happy to use that avenue, so no reason not to and some of our best players um over the years have been the audio they have been the players that have um yeah, come, I just don't come think these. To your well, you know. No, we well, yes. Yeah. When you when you think that Bremer was, you know, we had pinned yeah. our hopes on Bremer or whatever you know, and that that didn't uh, doesn't seem to have materialised. Then you know, yeah, there are obviously better ones. But in Mancini, we trust. I guess that you know yeah. he did as he delivered as a Euros against all expectation. Anyone that watched the documentary still have. Sort of tears in their eyes at the, you know, the inspiration that he provided to them and and the way he seemed to, I don't know if it was just the power of television, but he seemed to have like mystical powers to know. He would (laughs) say, you know, this game we'll play so and so and remember to play in a low free kick and he scored from a low free kick. And as I say, maybe a bit, maybe a bit. It was good editing, but just yeah, just the uh-huh. same, I think he's earned he's earned another crack at it for for what he did there, and, and hopefully, you know, the the raw materials after all are what they are. So you know, we've got to I think we've got to trust him and give him another and give him another crack. So we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. Anyway, we've probably rambled on long enough, Mark. I think that's uh, that's about our our time slot. I think we've just yeah. about we just about hit the mark, and, and obviously we go. On our international break now for a couple of weeks, and you can you can rest up in a darkened room and and pray for <laughs> pray that Venezia find those boys in the Icelandic second division that can that can dig them out of a hole. And I I go obviously into the break delighted to have yeah. had a to have had a victory is 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 great. So I mean everyone. Yeah tune back in in a couple of weeks and please as I say was always share and like and, and and spread the word and let more people know about the Rigori podcast the better it is
1: Absolutely and uh, the reason we're not doing one after the early games is it didn't go so well the last yeah, time we no, did that, so no. Roberto wait, not Roberto has phoned me
0: personally Mancini phoned me personally said please cut those out boys because you're really dragging down the Azuris. so we're not going to do that we're not going to do that again until yeah we'll wait until beyond games we'll wait until after trophies are won and qualification yes, uh-huh. is secured and then we'll we'll do very happy upbeat additions just for a change from because we get enough <laughs> we get enough misery with our club sides without doing without providing the same from the national team but thanks again everyone for listening and we'll be back in a few weeks time
1: yeah see you then